Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking with Nick Algretto, for Walton Beach, Florida council person. And we are going to be kind of diving into the world of, uh, you know, politics and business a little bit, but it has actually turned out to be a more entertaining episode than, <laughs> than I, uh, you know, first thought. He was awesome, dude. Like, I, he, he was like that. He was like that at a, at a, like the meeting though, too, man. Like, you know, like when he first, like, I thought I was going going to get a different Nick Allegretto like when we when we talked and I like you know we he came to like I talked on the show like he came out to our to our business and we talked about water sports and the coalition and, and all sorts of stuff like this but I thought I was going to get the more polished version of Nick on up at city council like he was going to be more like political and he wasn't like he was fucking exactly like he is was in the parking lot exactly like he was in the fucking show like i mean either that is like the most polished act of all fucking time or that is 100 like that's what you get what you see is what you get and i mean there's no two ways about it like that the guy is like fucking completely genuine and yeah. uh it, it was it's an it was an awesome and and i think like just he's uh you know he's an entrepreneur too and, and we get into that in the show a little bit but uh you know you introed him as just city councilman but you know he's a business guy too and i love business guys in leadership positions so yeah yeah he was entrepreneur first council person second so that's that's the cool part about he's he knows what it's like running a small business and his business isn't so much different than what we do. He fixes like motorcycles, lawnmowers, power washers, like they, they repair and sell. And then he's, and he sells and rents, um, mobility scooters and things. So, you know, his business is very similar to ours in a lot of ways. And so I think that's why there's such a good connection between him and what we do. But the episode goes a little, you know, it goes in deeper. Like it, it kind of answers the question of like what we can do as business people, as water sport tour operators, um, to understand our, our local government. If there's an issue, you know, how do we approach it? And there's a lot of fun stories, you know, that he tells us that are pretty, pretty uh, interesting. Um, but you can kind of actually hear someone that sits in this seat, this, this seat actually get like more of a real, their real personality rather than just going to these meetings and you see these people and they, and they talk about like issues, but actually get to hear them as, as a person, uh, you know, hearing their personalities and what they feel like it kind of off the cuff. Yeah. I oftentimes always like wonder like, what is the what's the motive behind somebody getting somebody getting into politics and like talking, talking with Nick, like I, I feel like, I feel a, 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 like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is for, for I'm, I'm lost for words, <laughs> but I, I feel like I like a, a kinship. Like I, like I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, I, I don't feel like, like this guy's like, Oh my, my bloodlust for power knows no end. I must get into local politics. You know, like his story is pretty, his story is pretty legit. Like how he got, how he gets into it. Cause it's always been like when I see a lot of times, again, I very, I've, I have no time. Like I hate politics. Like when people like want to talk about politics with me, I just, I don't like it. Just it's too much for me. I understand it. I was look, I've campaigned for people before, I inherently like politics. I don't like being involved in politics, but it's always sort of like, it's always intrigued me why someone would get into politics. Like it seems like a, a very thankless job B like, it's almost like, I feel like, 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 like somebody that got bullied or some shit. They like want like have a, like a thirst for power. You know what I mean? Because there's not like a ton of money in it. And then in order for you to make a ton of money in politics, you have to play at the highest levels and then come under a ton of scrutiny about your business dealings. Like, and if they are um, uh, not corrupt or, you know, you hear about these politicians with hundreds of thousands of dollars. So to hear from his standpoint, how he was just kind of like, he was kind of like laissez-faire about like the whole thing. And, you know, his business is like kind of in in politics, like both very, obviously the community is important to him and running his business and stuff like that. Uh, That really resonates with me rather than somebody in like in a fucking suit that's like you know it's 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 paying lip service and we've unfortunately encountered that in a lot of our dealings with uh some of our local officials here and sometimes they weren't even paying lip service they were just like yeah fuck you 
I'm, I'm worried about the, I'm worried about the eight people who voted in last election and their their constituency. Uh, so yeah, it's it's it soured the whole. Sit, I was com- almost completely soured on politics until we had a little bit like finally it was like a little check mark in in our box for water sports in in the city of Fort Walton. So anyway, we're gonna get into all that shit and and fucking all the fun stuff that happened uh, with with our with our dealings in politics and Nick's story, which is great. And um, yeah, well, I guess without further ado, let's uh, get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you call himself? Skilled lover, Nick (laughs) Algretto. All right, let's get awkward. Yeah, too late. Hey, everyone. We're back here with Nick Algretto, Fort Walton Beach City Councilman, entrepreneur, and skilled lover. Skilled lover. Skilled lover. I'm glad you included that. Glad you got the resume I sent over. <laughs> yeah, Nick, uh, thanks for being on the show. We're really uh, happy to have you. I appreciate y'all having me. Our show today is is about how to be a steward of your community, how to approach your local leaders. Obviously, as business people, uh, not everything goes perfectly when you're opening your business and operating a business. There's regulations, there are ordinances. Sometimes you have to, you know, to fight a little bit. And I think having a great relationship with local government and your local leaders can help, you know, make for a better compromise. So uh, before we start and talking about that. Uh, I love to hear your story, you know, how you got into entrepreneurship and then also got into politics. I have lived on the Emerald Coast since about 2001. Um, my dad moved down here after my parents split up when I was a little kid. So I used to come down here every summer, um, spend the two months down here with my dad, love the area, etc. So when I was about 20 and just uh, kind of meandering my way through failing classes in college, Um, My dad was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come down here? I'll uh, give you a job as a road tech with the radio stations so you can go to the broadcasts and lug the speakers around and pour sodas for people and uh, generally be harassed, etc. So did that and uh, worked in radio for about 15 years. Um, My uncle had moved down maybe about 12 years ago, 11 years ago, and um, my dad's brother and said, hey, you know what we should do? Open a small business. All right. Well, cool. What are we going to do? Uh, you know what? We're both really into motorcycles at the time. Uh, let's, let's, let's like build custom choppers, you know, cause there's not thousands of people doing that. And you got to remember, this is the time of like Jesse James and the West coast choppers and all that. It's real big at this point. So we're like, yeah, we're going to do something like that. And we'll fix people's bikes, etc. So what are we going to call it? Ah, uh, man, I saw that this, there's a guy that builds bikes. His name is scooter brothers. We should call ourselves scooter brothers. Cool. We'll do it. So we open up a little small business. We each throw in a thousand bucks, which is nothing and definitely not enough to start a small business. But it, I mean, it can be. I shouldn't say that. Um, so anyway, we start doing that. People start bringing us. Uh, first thing we ever got was a uh, like 1975 Vespa. Uh, how do we fix this? We figured it out. Somebody brought us a lawnmower. Well, we weren't really planning to do that, but uh, okay, we'll fix that. I think we maybe over the 11 years fixed five or six motorcycles. And now oh. uh, we sell uh, commercial lawn equipment, mobility scooters. We rent mobility scooters. We fix all sorts of small engine equipment, pressure washers. Greg, we fix yours. You fix uh, mine three times. Three you times. Know that? So there you go. Oh, what, you guys can't get <laughs> fucking right the first time? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess the point that better business bureau. It's just to say that uh, you know you might start out with one plan and then all of a sudden it turns into something. All right, so you have you have this business and and what got you into politics? Oh man, so Rob um, Ford. Oh, I'll, I'll tell the story. Yeah, I was watching Rob Ford and I was, I was so inspired to be the next Rob Ford. <laughs> that's, what we call, that's what we call you, I, Nick Algretto, the Rob Ford of Fort Walton The Rob Beach. Ford of Fort Walton Beach. I didn't know at the time that Rob Ford had a brother. So I thought, you know, I'll be the next Rob Ford. There was already a next Rob Ford. And <laughs> but no, uh, you know, honestly, I was approached by uh, one of the people that's, you know, pretty influential in the community, came to my office and he, he said, hey, man, why don't, you, uh, why don't you consider growing up a little bit? I was like, what? Why are you so insulting? And um, <laughs> he, he just kind of laid it all out. It's like, look, you know, there's not a lot of people that live in this city um, that would be eligible for this position of city council that 
could actually do this and make an impactful change. And uh, the more I thought about it, you know, my grandma and grandpa were on the city council when I was a kid. I remember walking in a parade when my grandpa was running for uh, mayor of Union, Ohio, which he lost with the last name Fudge. You would have thought that would have been memorable enough to win. <laughs> Fudge like the candy. He always used to tell you. And so uh, I, I thought, you know what, why not give it a go? And so the first time I ran for city council, we had a different election system. There were uh, seats, assigned seats. So you got seven seats and you would have to put your name in to say, I'm, I'm Nick Allegretto. I want to run for seat two out of the seven. And it was just whichever ones were up for election. Well, the one I ran for, six people ran for the same seat and I finished second. And it made me feel like, oh, man, I was so close. I put all that effort into it. Now, maybe I kind of know what I'm doing. I'll give it another go. And I did. And since then, I've uh, spent five years getting bitched at a lot about people speeding down roads and potholes mm. on streets and things of that nature. But, you know, every time you do get get to make an impact on somebody and actually get something resolved, you kind of feel like, all right, well, that's kind of why it's worth it. Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for the month, AMP Agency. AMP is a full-service digital marketing agency that specializes in tour, rental, and destination marketing. We would not have sponsors on the show if we could not vouch for them ourselves. AMP Agency does a bunch of stuff for Destiny Water Adventures. Personally, I 100% vouch for this guy. I've, I've handed them over to other companies in the past before they officially became a sponsor, and they have had nothing but great things to say. If you guys are doing your own marketing and doing a piss poor job of it, do yourselves a favor, hand yourselves over to AMP Agency, specifically Steve Edwards, their CEO, will call you personally and have a great conversation with, with you about what you guys need to do for your marketing. Listen guys, they do pretty much everything in digital marketing. Website development, maintenance, Google AdWords, PPC, graphic design, social media management, SEO, and a myriad of other things. When you choose a marketing company, it's so important to choose a company that knows your industry. And AMP Agency knows activity marketing, especially water sports and tours. They got a promo going for Awkward Water Sport Guy listeners for their, their managed websites. Use promo code Awkward Podcast when you go to AMP.agency. Again, that's AMP.agency, promo code Awkward Podcast. You get three months free and get started with AMP Agency. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Yeah, man. Uh, first, first of all, like I, I want to just, I want to, I want to say like, hey, man, like I'm one of those guys that like you made an impact on, you know. So I'd never been to a council meeting in in my life, and it, it's it, like going to those things. They're literally, I what is it? What's that show? Parks and Recreation. Have you ever seen? <laughs> yeah. It's oh, literally yeah. like that. Oh, it's it. like fucking yeah. crazy people getting up, like <laughs> fucking screaming about shit that nobody has any control over, oh. and, and and it's insane, but. Um, yeah, man. So before the show, we had, we got a quick, uh, uh, a quick, you know, Hey, you know, thank you, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm definitely one of those businesses and those people in my family that were, man, heavily, uh, uh, impacted in a, in a positive way, uh, due to, due to like you being like a one-on-one -on -one kind of dude, man. And, and I just, before we started the show, I just, I just want to put it, I want to go on record since we're talking, talking <laughs> on Paul Ticky. Uh, of, of saying of thank you, man. Th thank you for working with our community, um, not just our community from a business standpoint, um, but but our community at large. Because it, right, this is like it, it does like what we do, who we are. Our, all, any business impacts your community. So uh, yeah, I just want to go on record and saying thank. And also, the guy he's talking about is our is our the president of Fort Walton Beach, right? Uh, Ted Corcoran. Mm. And we're gonna shout out him too, man, because that guy is awesome. Love Ted, man. Yeah, he is, man. He is. He's a force to be reckoned. None of you guys know who this guy is, but if you ever come to town, whatever, you know, go meet the wacky Ted Corker, man. He's awesome. <laughs> he's, an, he's, something. he's he's an awesome guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't interrupt you, but I want to do. I just want to do my thank yous on air and, and tell you that you know that my my family is one of those families that were impacted in a positive way, man, because of of the stuff that you did. So thank you for that. All right, look, I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, honestly, any time that, that you can see the results of doing something like that, then, like, why else would you do this? You know, it's it's definitely not for, like, oh, I have just so much free time and, you know, I love to spend it, you know, by bags of jewels drop off of your thing. office. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, <Love> <laughs> it's, it's times like that when it's actually worth it. There's definitely times when it's not worth it as well, but uh, that was a good time. 
So I got. I, I have a question, man. Like, um, so politicians obviously get a get a bad rep. You know, if you're pol- your politicians like lawyers. <laughs> no, that's great. Like politicians, man. Like, what what do you what would you say is like? What do you what is a what is a what makes a good politician besides like just being somebody who cares? You know what I mean? Because that because you can still be somebody who cares and 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 not come across that way at all. Or you know, like you're to one side you're going to be someone who cares. To some some to the other side you might be an evil sov depending on where your party lies. But I mean, what's what's a what do you think is a, a quality that makes you Nick Algretto uh, a good a, a good steward of our community? I think the most important thing, and I, and it'd be so much harder for someone else to answer this that has to be a, a partisan politician. I think the real thing is, is not being partisan. You know, like a city councilman, at least in our city, and I think it's this way most places, well, not bigger cities, but having that R or that D next to your name and having to just spout out whatever gibberish comes from whatever party and this is the way that we're going to do it and this is how you're supposed to feel and think because you're one party or the other makes it a real challenge in my opinion to actually accomplish anything because if you're just constantly fighting against the other side and anything they say is no good and everything you say is great and they feel the same way about you how are you ever going to accomplish anything so in our small city our small town it's a lot easier to you know actually have an opinion that might be different from somebody, even though you might both be Republicans or you might both be Democrats, but you might have completely different views on this one subject, whether it's spending or whether it's policing or whatever. Um, And it's a lot easier to come together and find common ground because of that. So I think a good politician is somebody who actually thinks and feels not only what their past is and how they've come up, but then obviously also has the time and resources to spend talking to local people, working on local things, and uh, not just spouting off jibber-jabber from uh, whatever talking points they've gotten. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I want to say is when I, I've been to so many council and commissioner meetings the past year and a half, I, I feel like some council, uh, they are afraid to, be, to make an unpopular decision. And I can see it in their face. I know where they want to go with this, but they are afraid. And it seems to me that you have to have a hell of a lot of courage to be in that position on that seat because, you know, if you're if it's a close vote and that you're the last person to vote and you make, you know, make that's actually in this in some of these cases, you don't I mean, like Destin, they do everything electronically and there's not the, you're not the last person to vote. But being in the situation where you, you're the deciding fact, you're the, and you decide one their way, and now you're disappointed, a whole group of people that is just half. There has to be a lot of pressure. And I remember uh, when I went to one of the Fort Wayne Beach City Council meetings, and one of the council, even though it was pretty much a unanimous decision, almost one of them kind of, you know, would just had a really hard time making his mind up, and and it seems like you have to have a lot of courage. And, and, you know, that's just something I just noted. Um, how do you feel about, you know, that? Is that what you would think that's about? I, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's pretty accurate, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there's certainly been times when I have felt strongly one way. And then, I mean, you got to also remember that you're not voting for you. You know, you're, you're voting for the in Fort Walton Beach. There's 23,000 residents. There's obviously more than that with business owners, visitors, et cetera. And, and those decisions impact you know, maybe not every single person on every single vote, but you're voting for those people. So, you know, whether I might feel like this is the right thing for me, it might not be the right thing for everybody else. But there's been plenty of times when I have made unpopular decisions and certainly felt the blowback from that. Um, I'll give you one short specific example. We had a, a vacant parcel of land in the city on on Lake Drive. And so it's been used as just kind of a park and it is technically classified as a park. Um, although it's really was just a lot of trees and, you know, people would walk their dogs over there. There was also bums uh, who would inhabit the park and, you know, drugs and alcohol, etc. The police and the fire department were constantly dealing with that. So our city went through this thing to clear off some property that wasn't being used. Well, this parcel was listed on on those things. So we went through, 
hey, do we want to declare this as a surplus property and let somebody buy it? So we did. We declared a sur surplus property. Well, everyone had an opportunity to find out. But as you know, the interest in uh, the day-to-day -day operations of small city government is not usually uh, a big interest. It's not followed closely. Well, mm -hmm. so the residents that live around this quote-unquote park find out that we are going to sell it. So, of course, the newspaper runs a headline, City to Sell Park, Residents Pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so all these people show up, you're going to sell our damn park. I mean, they're calling us every name. There you're in the shady back room with the cigars. You <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches. I, I swear to God, I'll be at your door with a pitch for it. We're going to sell the park by your house, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it, you know? It's like, bro, this isn't a park. You know, I mean, like, I understand that you want the stuff to be the way it is. And, and within, I mean, some of these people's houses were closer than an eighth of a mile to an actual park. <laughs> an actual park, right? At, like, I could throw a baseball from some of their houses into the park. And uh, for whatever reason, they, they just would never see that. But, you know, what ultimately came of it is a developer bought it, going to build three or four new beautiful houses on the lot. The house values will be, you know, increased dramatically from the older homes that surround them, which will ultimately increase their square foot value and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I can I can understand and I did feel bad for those people that wanted this to stay the way it is. But again, we're making the decisions for all of the people that live in the city, not just the you know 12 or 15 that came to call me names. How, how often does that is that like. How often, like, so it's like almost like a two-part question, Nick. Like, how often do you take some of this shit home with you? Like, when you have, like, contentious, you every know, issues? Time. Yeah. Every time. And then, yeah. how, how does it ever follow you? Do, are you ever, like, in a fucking grocery store, like, like checking out, like, a grapefruit? And they're like, <laughs> you dumb bastard. Like, anyone ever call you out, like, on the street or something? Uh, you know what the weird, I mean, the, I'll, I'll go back to the first part in a second. But the weirdest one ever was we were uh, trick-or-treating on my street. And my kids, you know, now are 10 and 5. And I think at the time they were, this was probably three years ago. So 7 and 3, something like that, 7 and 2. And they're walking around, man. And uh, this woman... You know, she comes to the door, she puts candy in their bag, and she looks at me and she goes, And you better vote no on that damn fire fee. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Happy Halloween, ma'am. <laughs> but dude, Kevin, it's it's every it man, it is every meeting. I, we had a meeting uh today's Thursday, so we had a meeting Tuesday, the sixteenth, and uh it was brutal, dude. There was I, like <laughs> it just went it went till ten o'clock at night. You know, I hadn't eaten dinner. I'm I'm a, a fat man. I, I want to eat my dinner. You know, I'm hungry. I'm starting to get starting to get hangry in here. You know, and uh, I just I want to go home and 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 be with my family at the end of the day. I don't want to sit here for all this time. But you know, at the same time, that's the job I signed up for. Do and um, it just it does. It stays with you, man. You think about it. You know, there'll be nights where I just can't go to sleep. Like it's just constantly running through my brain, just like anybody else. But you know, with those those things, it's just like an extra thing. So uh, now I, I got another one, man, because it's something like everywhere you go, every community you go, you like always hear this this term, right? It's like the old boy system. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously you guys aren't like fucking, you know, chopping it up in the back with fucking, you know, piles yeah. of cash. But I mean, there are some communities there. Sure. You know, that a lot more money running through fucking Manhattan than there is Fort Walton Beach, of course. But, New Orleans, yeah. So what do you right? What do you say? What do you say to somebody that feels like, man, like I can't like I'm never gonna get my foot in this door, get a get a hold on anything in, in the in the entrepreneurial community or business community because like the cards are stacked against me because you know, like there's literally somebody with the fucking you know, I, what I experienced, you know, I was like, what? There's there's really a guy with the last name Destin here? <laughs> Where's General Walton Beach? <laughs> Did I fucking set up shop next to Ford or something? <laughs> What's happening here? I mean, yeah. I'm from Detroit, man. I, I right. never met Mr. Detroit. So. Oh, but I mean, good. I definitely felt that. I definitely felt that in a big way when I came here. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, the, the good old boy system was at play. So, like, what do you say to somebody who doesn't feel like they have a shot? because of that well i mean I, I don't i honestly don't know because I, I do think that that does definitely exist everywhere you go no matter yeah. what i mean there's always going to be people who have 
been there longer and know more people and, and all of that. But, you know, you just have to work your way in and as you well know, get in where you fit in, man. I mean, there, there are times when you can make that one right contact and, and that person introduces you to a whole new way of looking at things or a whole new group of people um, that you now have access to. I, it's just as simple as always be doing everything you can to expand your business where you want it. You know, going even going to stuff like the, those chamber meetings. I mean, you're, you're running into the same kind of crew of people. But if you don't know that crew of people or if you don't have any of those contacts, then you're really not going to get anywhere. And, and at least community groups like that, whether they be the, the Chamber of Commerce, which I think every, almost every city in the country has one. Um, those are great for those kind of things. But you're also always going to run into those people, too, um, that hate everything, that hate change, you know, on the political side of, of things. We call them NIMBYs, not in my backyard, or cave people, citizens against virtually everything. I love that one. And yeah, man, and, and those people are just—I mean, it's they stifle every change. They they don't want any growth. They don't want any new businesses or new developments. And and that's terrible for a city, in my opinion. The worst possible thing that can happen to a city is it just stays where it's at. Yeah, man, agreed. I, I, and I think there's like certain there's certain. There's also certain boxes that just you can't like things open up. You, you can't put them back in. You know, we we might guys in our 40s here. We might except except for Greg. You know, he loves the fucking internet probably more than anybody he I does. know. But, but you know, he's, like, good might, internet. he's the best fucking he's internet. internet. I just had a guy like reach out to me. He's like, hey man, like he listens to the show. He's like, what is what's what's Greg invest in? I was like, dude, don't. Fucking don't text me about that. <laughs> text him about that. I don't know. Strings of letters and internet shit. Like, I don't know what he's, he's robots. I have no idea, man. <laughs> Fucking computers come into a life and attacking us. I think he might run the entire internet. Like, <laughs> like, his place is the hub, and everything else just kind of comes out. We call him. We call him Greg. So, you know. Mission. You know what's funny, Nick? You're gonna laugh, but um, I was I was talking to my business partner about creating a crypto mining facility. And he's like, well, where should we put it? And I said, well, I know someone in Fort Walton that, you know, that we can talk to. <laughs> yeah. My, where, is, where are the mine the, shafts that's, at? Nick? That's the last thing that the count that the, the NIMBYs need to hear is that, uh, you know, that, uh, Florida residents starting a crypto mining facility with solar panel. Cause really we would put like solar panels and shit because it takes a lot of energy to, to mine uh Greg, yeah. listen Bring calm it. down if, you, <laughs> if that came out somebody would literally be looking for a mine shaft there was coal in this town or gold the next thing you know there'd be a bunch of people <laughs> at, the, at the public hearing and be like i didn't know they'd be mining coal in this four wall beach where are we going and then <laughs> Call the like, EPA. Like anybody who listens, anybody who listens to our show, like like fucking like we were talking about I, on one of the shows. I was like talking about like you know the the back the back room massage pause and kratom distribution and like ribbon cutting. I'm like, yeah, you know they fucking hate us here. They like I open up like a kratom store and they're having like a ribbon cutting form. Or I should open like a massage. Guys that listened into our show, like Nick almost said the same shit word for word at a fucking meeting. Like he went on record saying the exact same shit, man. And I was like, I was so quiet. Like I want to jump up and be like, yeah, yeah. I was like, best shit ever, man. There's so many times that I get it up there on that dais and all of a sudden, like, I just kind of lose my, like, I need to be professional (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And I just start talking crazy shit. And I can always tell the other council members are like, "Uh uh-oh. Some Rob Ford shit again. Yeah, dude. Hey, listen, Greg's the other councilman. I know, like, like, when we first started this show, like, I could just see him, like, getting visibly, like, uncomfortable, like, shifting in a seat at shit I was saying. I was like, yes, man. So, <laughs> from one uh, fucking person who does not have a filter to another, man. Uh, like, fucking thank you for that. Like, <laughs> my God, that's what the world is fucking missing these days, man. <laughs> so, so just real quick, uh, back, back story that, that was relatable to the uh, crypto and massage part situation and the and the mining the, the crypto mining um i don't know if y'all remember two three years ago when medical marijuana was first uh legalized here in the state of florida that man 
you would have thought that they were opening uh, just crack houses <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. Like we we were one of the first cities to say. Actually, I, I think we were the first city, at, at least in Okaloosa County, maybe Walton as well, to, to say, "Yeah, man, that's cool. Bring it on in." Like this is all regulated. This is a medical dispensary. This is like. There are so many more laws, rules, and regulations. We don't have to do any of that. That's already all done. So all it is to our city is another business that's doing great business, that's paying taxes, that's providing a service, etc. But man, you like we were getting calls and emails and people coming in just nuts, mad about that. And and I, every single one of them said, well, then I guess we'll just shut down the liquor stores as well. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, gotta have my here. That rotates into conclusions here. Yeah. It's just exactly, and and I mean, it all goes down the line, man. The, the the people don't want change; they don't want to see anything different. But then once the change happens, and then it, it's the new reality, and all of a sudden everything's fine. It didn't turn out in the worst possible way, like they thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, so I want to I want to get back. I want to go to our industry um, specifically a little bit because we've got some really like we got some weird shit up here, man. Like shit, like when they were trying to like craft ordinances at the county level, like they're the the lawyer. Uh, what is it? The county attorney, city attorney, Greg? Which, who who is it? Which is city attorney, county attorney, whatever no, they yeah, it's the county, county, county attorney. County, well, yeah, okay, yeah. county attorney. They couldn't they couldn't like find. They were like just like searching like all of Florida, trying to find ordinances, like the most prohibitive ordinances that they could. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, obviously we've talked on the show a lot about I hate to use the word like organizing because that was like makes me think of like fucking like union workers and shit. Like, but I mean, it, it did create it did create and we did organize and but and, and it did create like start the conversation. But um where where do you obviously you know we return to every single corner we possibly could like trying to find like anybody in the political um in the political climate that's like even remotely like would would hear us out because to me this is just the, it's the most bizarre shit in the world like i've never felt like like guilty about like renting boats and jet skis and fun things for children to do <laughs> bizarre shit to me ever like fuck, fuck jet skis what? Who fucking hates jet skis, you fucking soulless weirdo? That's every American's fucking dream is owning a jet ski, you idiot. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's like, so, uh, like, you know, walk us through that process a little bit. Like, you know, I mean, I don't, we didn't get, like, super into the weeds on, like, you know, how it was we met. But, I mean, how what was it? How, how did this work? Like, how did we even, like, manage to get this all together? Um, I, I'm was very distracted during your question by the American dream is to own <laughs> And uh, it reminded me of two things. One, Kenny Powers riding a jet ski, uh, just the most beautiful flowing locks. And then uh, two, back when Dane Cook was funny and he said um, that uh, you've never seen anyone riding a jet ski with a frown on their face. That's so true. And it's just, I mean, it's, it is wonderful. It is truly wonderful. But I, I think your question is just kind of like, like how do you net change as an what? industry? How, how do you how where do you where do you stop when you feel like you have nowhere to go? How do you God, start to enact the changes in industry? Yeah, I mean, you guys are doing it right, though. I honestly, I like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are. I'm not really well versed on like organizations locally that you know get together, like restaurant owners. Do do they have a giant meeting and say, all right, you know, hey, they're trying to mess with our clams, and we don't like that. I don't know if they do or not, but like you guys are, are incredibly organized and it worked very well, at least with our city. Like how simple was it to say, Hey, here's a group of business owners that have been through all this, that know these things. We have questions about, you know, who's doing what, is it legal? What are the regulations that already exist from the state, you know, from on a federal level, are there other things, are there other bodies that are, that are overlooking this? And you guys had all those answers because you were organized. So I would say like to anybody that, that was trying to you know, get something done as far as a, a local regulation or like you guys have the beautiful model for that. Yeah. And Nick, I, I recall, um, I just messaged you. I don't know if it was through Facebook or I emailed you and said, Hey, um, we want to talk. I didn't, I didn't, 
you know, dangle any carrots in front of you. I just said, we, we just want, I just want you to listen and you, and tell me what you think. It it was, and it was simple as that. Like, I think people feel like if they're going to approach a city council person that they have to bring something to the table or they have to know somebody to get in touch. Like it was, it's really in these small communities, maybe not in New York city or whatever, but in these small communities, council members and city staff, like they're here to work for you. Like you're a taxpaying citizen. And I think there's intimidation. It's intimidating to go to meetings. It's intimidating to be, you know, to be a public speaker. Um, even I struggle with sometimes, but I always will like try to, if I'm, if it's a really important message I'm trying to get across, I will write it out and I'll even time myself to make sure I respect the time limit. Uh, so I have a couple drinks right before I get into the mic and I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how I really feel. I didn't dangle any carrots, I'll tell you what, but when Nick came to my house hot, trick-or-treating, I dumped a whole fucking box of Snickers into that kid's bag and I winked at him. I said, now don't share it all with your dad now. Wink, wink. Don't forget to vote on the water sports shit, Nick. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I mean, I'm just trying to say like, it, it's not – it shouldn't be hard to reach your your council men and women. It shouldn't be. And Nick, correct me if I'm wrong. And also with this, your city manager, your city government, um, I find it really strange when I don't get responses. You know, in in weeks or yeah. my my phone calls don't get returned, especially if I'm not like one of those problem citizens that basically has gotten <laughs> gotten to the point where they get muffled. But I, I feel like. Um, obviously with four on beats specifically, I get answers from every single council person. And even like from Mike Beatty, the city manager, I, it just seems like this is a very functional government and this is what it, it what it should be. It, I mean, it really does feel that way. And, um, I, I think that's a definite, definite credit to the staff of the city for sure. I mean, BD is a incredible city manager. You go, we, we have to go to these government conferences sometimes in Orlando and um, they'll say, you know, you have to wear a little lanyard that says your city and your name on it. And people will say, Oh yeah, Michael B, man, that guy is great. And I mean, these are bigger cities than, than little old Fort Walton beach. So um, having people that actually care about everything like that is a big deal. And I would say it is definitely a problem if if you're not able to get some sort of response. I mean, if you if you're a business owner or a resident of a city or a resident of a county and you reach out to that governing body and you don't hear anything back. That's a problem. I mean, I, I know there's guys that send us emails about, you know, hey, uh, why don't you buy our koozies uh, to throw out in the parade? Like, you know, right, I'm not going to reply to every email I ever get. But at the same time, if it's, hey, I live on such and such street and this is a problem, what can I do about that? I feel that I'm the person that's supposed to be representing that person to the city workers, to the city staff. And I am kind of the last resort, the conduit. And a lot of times, like, I don't know the answer, but I definitely know who I can talk to to get the answer. And my job is supposed to be the person that will make those people listen. Like, hey, now I'm asking you. They may have been asking you before and you were ignoring them, if that's the case. But now I'm asking you and you can't ignore me because I will go into this meeting and I will tell everyone what a shitty job you've done on this. How do you get involved with your city government other than just going to meetings and speaking publicly, letting the leaders know about what's, you know, what can be improved? in the city, well, but what, how can you get involved and in, in what's the, that path look like? Sure. So, I mean, I, I think the first thing is, you know, taking any kind of interest in, in what's going on in the newspaper and in, in whatever city anyone's in generally will cover some local stuff. So, you know, Hey, uh, whether that's online or a old school, traditional newspaper, just, you know, being knowledgeable about any, anything that's going on or something that's going on would be a good start. And that's usually what spurs people into saying like, hey, this is, you know, whether they're aggrieved at something or whether they're excited about something, maybe it's a new park or a new building, a new rec center, whatever. Hey, how did this come about? So obviously you could go to council meetings in most cities. They're also broadcast on on TV or the Internet. Um, although at the meeting this past Tuesday, my wife was watching and I said, if this was a TV show, I would turn this off. Uh, <laughs> right now. I, I really just want to leave. 
But, um, you know, th- there are not many people that attend every city council meeting and God bless the ones that do. Um, I, I don't know that I would do that, you know, if I weren't on the city council. But at the same time, even before then, you know, I always kept an eye on what was going on and, and knew who was doing what um, in that regard. So I would just say online, watch the meetings, uh, watch them on cable TV if you got that, and then uh, read about it as much as you can if you care. And and, and really, the only reason to, to get involved in things like that is if something's not right and you want to make a change or if things are going great and you want to find out, hey, how can we get more of this? I, I think people always underestimate the impact of positive feedback. You know, it's just like, hey, I rented a boat from Kevin and um, it was terrible. It smelled bad. Yeah. You know, there Look was at a, the guy. a lot of dead fish. Yeah. There's a lot of dead fish in the boat. <laughs> When I got it, it wasn't cleaned out, you know, and, and I go Kratom, on, Kratom pills I, everywhere. And, and I go on, I go on Yelp, I go on Google and I, I blast that, right? I'm so mad. You always see that. But what you don't see a lot of times are people that say like, man, the trip was perfect. It was awesome. The boat was great. Kevin and his staff were so friendly. Everything was super cool. We had a great time, you know, taking that time to go back and leave that five-star review. And that's, a, as you guys know, a really big deal. Because people look at that before they choose which company they're using. So, I mean, even in local government, you can call and and just to whoever answers the phone, hey, I I just wanted to tell you guys, I just drove down this recently paved road and it was awesome. We've needed that for so long. Thank you guys for finally doing that. Yeah, man. That and, and look, look, salute. Like having you on the show, that's this is this is in part in part like you know what I mean? This is our five star review for for you guys in, in Fort Walton Beach, man. Like Nick, <clears throat> you know, I, I, like one of the, the the thing that struck me about you was you coming coming out to my business and talking to me face to face. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that that like I didn't have to like we didn't meet in your office, and I mean, like I felt you know with a, a couple of these meetings that I've had with some of the politicians in our community. I felt like I was at the fucking principal's office or I was like, you know, like fucking hat in hand. You know what I mean? Like having a conversation with you and talking to the other members, even outside of the building at at, uh, city hall and Fort Walton beach was like way more refreshing. Like it it was like, I really felt like we were on a, on a level playing field. I felt like I was talking to somebody who was like doing work for the community, you know, and, um, you know, like that brings me to a, like, I have a personal question for you. Do you plan on, do you, do you want a career in politics or are you just like, is this something you're doing because you, I mean, obviously you care about the city of Fort Walton Beach, but do you see a further uh, career in politics for you or are you just more focused on your businesses and doing shit here in the community? Uh, you know, I don't, I really don't know, man. Um, there's, there's a lot of rumors that uh, Ted is going to run for mayor in, uh, in two years. So if that's the case, uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. But, uh, you, you know, I don't know, man. I, I love being involved um, like that just because I do feel like I can have an impact. Um, if it were something where, you know, I was sitting up there and that could certainly change. I still have three years left on this term. I mean, um, I really don't know. But I wouldn't mind doing at least stuff in this local community, whether that's the city or the county or the school board or, or whatever that is. Um, you know, I, I'd be in for that. I'd be open for that opportunity. But the, as I said earlier, anytime if I had to pick a sign and uh, put an R or a D next to my name, I, I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's and, and, and that's that's unfortunately and unfortunately, you know, it's like when people are like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't we're not politics show, but I was pretty happy the way things worked here in Florida during COVID. And so when people talk about our governor, like running for president, I'm like, no, no, keep him here in the state in Florida. So like, like if I don't know, man, like one part I see like, man, like Nick. Nick, like, is, is such a good politician because you are not full of shit, man. Like, you're just, you're pretty, a pretty legit person. Like, I talk to enough people on a regular fucking basis that I know somebody who's full of shit. And when we, when we spoke and the times we did speak, man, like, you were just, I was just like, man, if this guy didn't want me here or thought I was bad for the community, I really feel like you'd have told me standing in our parking lot, like right then and there. Like, listen, man, like you guys are fucking out of control. The fucking smiles and fun that you guys are providing for children. It's just too fucking goddamn much. What we need here is another Kratom shop. No, uh, no uh, I really feel like. <laughs> yeah, fucking storage. Fucking right? storage. Yeah. 
I feel I feel like there was like a just uh, there was like honesty running the whole way. So I'm like, man, there's no way this guy's staying in fucking politics. He's too goddamn honest, man. Like someone, <laughs> someone's gonna hate his ass too much, man. They're gonna be like, fuck that guy. He's not, yeah. you know, he's not in the back room chopping up all the Snickers bars you got at Kevin's house. <laughs> I, I, I want to open. I want to open up a, a car wash storage facility duo with the Creighton yeah. shop and yeah. dispensary Finally. all in yeah. one. Hell yeah, that shit would, would be great in Detroit. Well, me and Greg are both from Michigan, so we're both wearing the Detroit hats. I don't know, can you even see us? Because you're all like hidden behind a shroud of secrecy. I can't see you. Yeah, yeah that, oh, would, okay. that would be that. That actually that that'd be a good idea. So you got the storage facility with with the passive income. Yeah, I'm gonna then, talk to my my buddy, fucking Mister Detroit. And, and the thing is, so. you, you know the you know <laughs> listen, the kratom shop in the storage is perfect because you know those people don't have any money and they have no place to go, so they're gonna use the storage facility. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's literally, and then, and then car wash the jobs. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right? Awesome. Yeah, or they can. Shower. They don't have to even leave there. I feel like we've done so much of the people's work on this show today. Like, I just like, I think we take this, we play it at the next city. Like, what the fuck, man? I like the shot. The sh- shot clock. I was. Ne- I don't like. I'm happy they have it for your guys' sake because if they just let every crazy person go up there and talk as long as they mm. fucking wanted to, mm. well, goddamn, that motherfucker is intimidating, man. It's like three minutes. It's like counting down. <laughs> off the side. I'm like, no, I've got this really impassioned thing I'm trying to say, and with people behind me, they're lighting their you guys fucking both torches. Were great. You guys were uh, honestly two of the better public speakers that we've ever had at those things. Greg was very prepared and like perfect timed etc and kevin you were just wild man and it was awesome i, c- I couldn't do it I anymore man like i i like i, I had it. to like recuse myself because like it was getting to the point of like i i just I, I, there was just too much of are you fucking serious in my voice like anymore i just couldn't yeah. i couldn't take it anymore man like and it was like to say that kevin What's that? i i almost gave you an oscar when you got done with it which oh yeah man like I was fucking you bring the you bring the, the you county. bring you bring the emotion the, and the drama to it I, 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 I love it oh dude like listen man like I like the don't let the fucking hat fool you and the throat tattoo is fool you I'm fucking from like a really poverty fucking stricken part of Detroit man and like you know when my business was when my business was threatened when I'm like constantly fucking on the ropes trying to fight for something. And, and, and fucking they're like, yeah, you know, like uh, everybody pounds their fucking gavel, dude. Like, you know, like, hey, fuck you, man. You're out of business. That's cool. I didn't realize that I was on trial for my fucking life here. And I have a fucking shot clock, three minutes to protect myself. And, and, and fucking Mr. Okaloosa County's getting ready to, Mr. Okaloosa or whatever, is getting ready to fucking get up and fucking. I'm like, who is this regular ass citizen who's just so articulate and ready to think? And they're like, okay, Mr. Dustin, have a great day. I have no idea what. I was in store for. I sat in the front row. I couldn't hear what anyone was saying. I'm just like trying to fucking back out. I'm like, I'm done. I give up. You guys got me. And they're like, and they're defecating and fucking in the water. And I'm like, none of that's ever happened. What are you guys talking about? And then some really dressed, like charismatic guy who got the last name of town gets up and fucking just like shits all over my whole business. And then the whole thing's like, yeah, I think it's pretty unanimous. Fuck Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, what do you guys think? Do we even need a chalk clock? Look, oh, boom, boom, get him the fuck out of here. I'm I'm like, oh, cool. Hey, honey, put up the house for sale. We don't fucking can't afford to We're going back to Detroit. We're going back to Detroit to open up a Kratom fucking storage car wash facility. (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, it was super dramatic for me, man. Like, and like, even like, it's it's it was fucking frustrating as hell and, and scary as fuck, man. I mean, I I this is like my first business, man. You know what I mean? So I had no idea like what I was in. I had no idea what I was in for. So. When it came from the county after they kicked me out the island, and we came back to the county and we're talking about moratoriums and shit. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? You're like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how many times do I have to come here and like deal with this shit and like fight with them? And like, bro, like, dude, I hired a lobbyist and it just, it, it got to be so much, man. That I, I at think the, at the, the end, only, I just couldn't do it anymore. I think we're the only no. county in the country that two municipalities and the county all came, you know, all at once kind of kind of started going after water sports you know i think that's in all I think the same might have been i think too there might have been some confusion about what water sports that that we were talking about at first too you know like people might have thought like was that like yeah, a weird yeah craigless yeah like, exactly. We need to, exactly like we do need a moratorium on that 
Man. Bro, why have we not been hanging out forever, <laughs> dude? I've been, yeah. I've been dropping that joke for fucking years, oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, right. and uh, I'm so glad that on this entire podcast, I was never asked to to say uh, live livery or livery because oh, yeah. I never I never get it right. It's I never do. When you guys were all there, I was like, "Yeah, I need livery businesses." <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like no stop uh, yeah. well i'm fired up don't correct me now just let me go hey so are you guys uh you guys aren't michigan fans are you i saw no you that's why i moved to florida them. okay There's, the state's I mean, cold terrible the wolverines i mean oh I'm sports talking, sports yeah, wolverines. <laughs> Got a tiger I'm, yeah i'm good i'm good with michigan i mean i like i like all michigan teams but yeah. i i went to i grew up in ohio so i'm just Oh, okay. I'm I'm not too crazy. Like I don't get the whole Ohio State Michigan okay. thing. It doesn't really bother me much. Yeah, but, like when when you cross the border, you're definitely like, oh, I'm in a totally another state now. We should be enemies, right? So <laughs> Michigan, Ohio. It's like we're both, so like, different. What's yeah, that? So the, the 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 crippling depression. Remember the Ohio the Cleveland PSA? Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, man. And they're like crippling so depression is our main export. Like yeah, yeah. man. Fucking same. No, great, I don't do sports. I don't do sports. I only do water sports. Uh, right. All of the kinds. All of them. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Check my yeah. ad out on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, all right. God. Well, on that note, oh, uh, yes, hey, Nick, <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on the show um, and, and just sharing your knowledge with us and your story. Um, we really appreciate what you do for the community here. And if anyone would like to reach out to you, ask a question, uh, how can they um, how can they contact you? Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero fo. No, that's not really mine. That's my camera. Uh, <laughs> I was like, holy I'm, shit! I'm, 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 <laughs> no, man. I mean, you can you can email me. Uh, whatever. I I don't know. I have too many email addresses. But how about just uh, Nick Allegretto at gmail dot com? Okay. Yeah. There you, you go. were you were on that one, huh? Like you know, Gmail first release that first date. You're out there. Gmail. Boom. Got to get it. Gmail. Yeah, man. Yeah. And thanks again, man. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thanks for coming out to my business. Thank you for coming out to fucking bat for all of us. And uh, man, we really appreciate everything you've done for us. And we're going to we're going to continue to uh, do it, try and do everything the right way as best as humanly possible and and fucking make you proud. Papa Nick. Hey, <laughs> next time you guys need a guest and you don't have anybody, I'd love to do it again. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Oh, man. It was a blast. You did awesome, man. Thanks again, Nick. All right, Thanks, Nick. Guys. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.